This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. In heaven and on earth. And then he says, go. So literally the go there is Jesus. He's transferring all that authority right here on earth to, to believers. And he says, go. Therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Make disciples of all the nations. And so what you begin to see here is that the word disciple means people that acknowledge openly their allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not ashamed of him. Then he says, baptizing them. One of the greatest seals that you have given your heart to Jesus is water baptism. And it's interesting in the, in the, the, the Great Commission, he said, make disciples. you got to get them born again. And then you got to get them water baptized. Now look what the Lord Jesus says next. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit... And so water baptism is to be ministered under the authority of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And the reason I want to highlight that, these were Jesus' words. So what we see here is a submission to Christ and a willingness to obey God's way. Turn with me to Hebrews 6 with that said. Hebrews chapter number 6. If you were like me, you may have gotten water baptized at a young age. I was a third grader. I was baptized on Easter Sunday. And uh, I didn't have a lot of knowledge going on with me. You know, I, I, I understood a little bit about water baptism. I believe something took place that day. But I didn't have a lot of understanding. Now, I'm going to come back and highlight that a little bit here more. Hebrews 6 verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Now think about the elementary principles. The the elementary of school is the beginning stages. So think when you're a first grader, a kindergarten, first grader, second grader, you are getting some elementary principles. And it's interesting, he says... That we are to leave the discussion of these. The Amplified says it this way. Let us go on and get past the elementary stage in the teachings and the doctrines of Christ. Some will highlight this and they'll say the foundational principles. Why are we told to to go past these? Because God's got more for us. Now watch this. Let us go on to perfection. The word perfection here, it literally means maturity. And so he's saying you got to leave these elementary principles to go into maturity. And the way I go into perfection or maturity is I begin to get an understanding of what the biblical principles are. Keep reading. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now, I'm going to stop there. He says, not laying again the foundations. Now think about this. He said the foundations weren't to be laid again. So what happens on the foundation? 
You build on the foundation. But I can't build unless I got a foundation. So I can't bypass these foundational principles. But the ultimate goal is I got to keep building on them. How do I keep building on them? I get understanding. I get more knowledge of the word of God. And this is what his desire is for every one of us. Now, I stopped right there because at the end of verse 1, end of verse 2, he's going to list six foundational principles. Read them with me very quickly. The foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. Now get these. These are foundational principles of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of the resurrection of dead, and the eternal judgment. Now again, the foundational points here are the starting points. The goal is to move beyond but not away from them, okay? I I can't ever get away from my foundational past, the history of my starting point. But again, a foundation isn't the ending, it's the starting point. Now, if you'll notice what he said, the third one in the beginning of verse 2, he says, of the doctrine of baptisms, plural. He didn't say the doctrine of baptism, he says the doctrine of baptisms, plural. So the plural part tells me There's more than one baptism. But it is a foundational principle. So think about this in your life. How many of you in here would you go and buy a new home that there is no foundation? And you looked and said, where's the foundation? And they said, well, we didn't put a foundation up. We just threw up some walls and threw a little little plaster over. We'd look and say, what kind of nut are you? Think about that in this sense right here, the foundational principles. So we look at the the foundational principle of doctrine of baptisms. That statement right there, it takes us back to the book of Acts chapter 19. So go with me back to Acts 19, and let's dig in here a little bit more tonight to see exactly what they were talking about. But again, we need to get to a place where we leave these elementary principles We build on them. Acts chapter 19. And as you're turning there, I'm going to begin with verse 1 when I get there. But without a foundation, it won't last and it won't stand. So guess what? The the baptisms are a foundational principle That we got to really get a hold of. Because if I don't get a hold of it. I don't get understanding. It's not going to last. Okay. Acts 19 verse 1. Apostle Paul speaking here. And it happened while Apollos. Who was an apostle also. Was at Corinth with Paul. Having passed through the upper regions. And he came to Ephesus. And he finding some disciples. Now, remember what the Lord Jesus said in in Matthew 28. He said, making disciples. So, he found some disciples here. And he said to them, these disciples, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now, what does that mean? When you believed. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you got born again? When you believed in the Lord Jesus and you accepted him? So he asked this question. So they said to him, 
we have not much, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. So really what they're telling him here is their knowledge about the Holy Spirit was incomplete and defective. Now you know what I found out about human nature is? Anything you don't understand, you're against. And I believe that's why a lot of people are against the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They've never been taught New Testament. They've really never, they've heard a bunch of religion. Ah, the Holy Spirit, he's not here no more. God doesn't know. Well, show me verse where that says that. So it's interesting right here. He asked them that question. So they said to him, we've not so much as heard where there is a Holy Spirit. And Paul said to them, these disciples, they're born again. Into what then were you baptized? What a question. What then were you baptized? So they said unto John's baptism. Keep reading. Verse 4. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance. Now, you may want to mark that right there. Because remember in in Hebrews 6 verse 2, it said the, the, the baptisms or the doctrinal baptisms, plural. It's interesting right here that Paul calls the, the gift of repentance the baptism of repentance. And he says the baptism of repentance saying to the people that they should believe on Jesus who would come after him. That is Christ Jesus. So literally what they're saying is we got born again. But we got baptized into John's baptism. This takes us to the book of Matthew chapter 3. So turn there with me. Now I'm just going to tell you as as you're turning to to Matthew 3. Your homework assignment is to continually read there in Acts 19. Right there where we were. Because if you would continually read verse 5 and 6. It gets over on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But what you find in in Acts 19, verse 1 through 6, is Paul re-water baptized every one of those guys. It's the only place in the entire New Testament where I can see that believers were actually re-water baptized. Why were they re-water baptized? I believe they got knowledge. They begin to get knowledge on this is what took place. So I highlighted that before my life that a young boy, I got, I got water baptized. But I didn't understand it. And, and so the more I begin to get a hold of scriptures and stuff, I thought, golly, I got incredible understanding on this. So it was probably three or four years ago. We, we did it in the middle of the summer and we put a big old... Uh, Swimming pool up right out here on the front lawn. I got rebaptized in water. And it was significant. It was powerful. You know who water baptized me? My wife did. I let her dunk me, man. I didn't think she was going to let me up. She held me under me. <laughs> Just kidding on that part. But it was significant to me. It, it became meaning. And so the reason I want to highlight that is because I've had people say, you can't. You can't rebaptize them in water. Well, 
If you've ever been filled with the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 5, he said, be filled and be filled and be filled. Because human nature, we have abilities to leak at times. And so let me ask you something. Is your car always full of gas? No. Sometimes I need to refill it. Well, again, if you've had incredible encounters with God through water baptism, that's good. But some of you may have gotten baptized years ago, and some of you may have got baptized, and it wasn't biblically, and we're going to go over that a couple of ways that aren't biblical water baptism. Matthew 3, verse 1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching. He came preaching. He came preaching. It's huge. You see that? Because what happens is the way people come to a faith to be saved, they got to hear the word of God. He came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So the word repent here means it's a decision that results in a change of my mind, which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action. So when I really repent, it's just not a confession that comes out of my mouth. One of the meanings of the word repent is to do a 180. There's got to be a change in me. So I want, I want to highlight this statement here because I'm going to make this several more times tonight. There is no growth in the kingdom of God without obedience. So again, uh, John the Baptist said, repent. Repent. Jesus says repent over and over. Confess your sins. It does me no good unless I obey that. The only way I grow in the kingdom is by obedience. Verse 4. I know I skipped verse 3 for time's sake. Verse 4. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair. That's a fashion statement. With a leather belt around his waist. And his food was locusts and wild honey. This is completely off of what I'm talking about. Has anybody in here ever ate a locust? If you have, raise your hand. I want to see who you are. Because I don't, I don't care if a locust is grilled, smoked, salted. I'm not eating a locust. I'm, I'm okay with the wild honey. But the next time your kids complain about eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, tell them, I'll go out back and get you a locust. Yeah, we better keep going. Kind of see how my mind goes at times. Verse 5. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region around the Jordan went out to John the Baptist. And they were baptized by him in the Jordan confessing their sins. Now what this does, it gives me a biblical illustration on one. To get born again, you've got to confess your sins and you ask Jesus to come into your heart. Romans 10, 9 and 10. But it's interesting, he said, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. Now, keep reading with me, but I'm going to jump here to verse 11. I want you to see this, okay? Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me, the Lord Jesus, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, again, all of a sudden, you see a couple more baptisms. You see water baptism, and you see the baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
the one I'm targeting big tonight, and I'm not downplaying the other ones, but I only got a little bit of time, is the baptism of, of water. And so it's interesting, he said he baptized them in the Jordan River. For them to be baptized in the Jordan River, he didn't sprinkle them. Do you know about six months ago, I was at the Jordan River in person. Actually, Matt back here was with us, and thank God he was with us. I don't know how many he baptized in the Jordan River that day. I was supposed to, but he said he'd do it, and I said, praise the Lord, do it. But again, we didn't sprinkle them. The word baptism means immersion or submersion. It means you got to go under. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is I know many times people have been sprinkled, but if I really want to be biblical about it, I got to go under. What's the significance here of water baptism? The water baptism is sign, uh, signifies that the, the death and the burial of that old man, it's like you're going down to a grave and to die, you die completely. You go completely under, but when you come up, it's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. You come up a new man. And so part of this I want you to see is part of going down. That's saying I'm dying to that old man. Lord, kill him. But coming back up, it's the resurrection of Jesus. Now listen to me again. The only growth in the kingdom of God is when I obey. What if I don't obey this? If I don't obey this in the area of water baptism, I've, may, I, I've missed the opportunity of that foundational principle. And again, without that foundational principle, I'm not going to stand. I'm going to ultimately fall. Now, this may explain some of it to you why you've had a hard time in areas of your life. And you may say, man, I can't get victory in that. Have you had this elementary or this foundational principle in your life? Who passes good? Go to Acts two. Acts two. Ooh, they, now, it, it, this is what's wonderful about the Bible. And when I say it cross references, you, you can cross reference in your Bible. And if you don't know how to do that, just come around sometime, and I'll show you. And so, actually, I'm going to tell you what's going on tonight. Your children upstairs are hearing a similar message to this. All those teens down there are hearing this tonight. And so on uh, Tuesday afternoon, man, I, I, I brought our, ch our youth pastor in, man, we begin to dissect it. And I said, okay, look at this, look at this. Cross-reference this with me. Follow me, come on, come on. And, and we had a ball doing it. And it's just following the Bible and seeing what the Word says. So where we are in Acts 2, and, and I got to paraphrase this real quickly. And so in Acts 1, uh, Jesus raised, he's raised from the dead. And after he raises from the dead, he's on the earth for 40 days. And he instructs the disciples and he says to them, listen, fellas, I command you, you've got to wait for the promise of the Father, which was the Holy Spirit. And so he tells them that. Then in Acts 1-9, he, he, he ascends into heaven right there in front of them. So his last words on them, he said, boys, you, you got to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then we see in Acts 2 that the, the disciples were waiting for the, the promise of the Father, and they all got filled with the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 2, verse 17, this guy named Peter, 
he begins to quote the apostle or the prophet Joel in, in Joel 2. And, and Peter begins to speak with clarity. He begins to speak with brilliance. And I really think the other, the other uh, apostles or, or, or the disciples are looking at each other saying, check Pete out. I've never seen Pete make, make sense like this. And he begins to speak to the, all the people there. And we pick up here in, in Acts 2 verse 36. Ooh, I better get there. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. And Peter's preaching to him. He's saying, this Jesus whom you crucified, you stinking Jews, you crucified him. God, Father God, not man, but Father God, Said he's Lord and he's Christ. Verse 37, now when they heard this, they were cut to heart. They were pierced in heart. They were stung in heart. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. I pray that that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I've had that happen where I knew, man, the Holy Spirit was targeting my heart. Not to beat me up but to move within me. And so he cut their heart and, and, and then said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? The basic question that every one of us in here have got to have answered in our life. What shall we do? Now watch what Peter says. Then Peter said to them, repent, repent, confess your sins, and Let every one of you be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus for the remission of sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So I believe this biblically. The way your water baptizes in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name and you go under. I don't know if you were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. But this is what our Bible tells us to do. So I want to highlight something here. Repent, confess your sin, and ask Jesus to come into your heart. And, and let every one of you be baptized. The Amplified says, for the forgiveness and release from your sins, and that you be water baptized. Now when I look at those two immediately right there, It's a public acknowledgement. The Lord said in John 3, he said, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before the Father. But if you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before the Father. Something happens when I'm around human beings and I give my heart to Jesus. You know what I believe? It rips every ounce of pride out of you. It moves you forward. But even in this sense, that water baptism is a public acknowledgement. And so... This, this is what the B-I-B-L-E says. I'm coming off here because I, I got some points I got to make here. And the points I've got to make here, and I, I apologize. Um, I, I haven't always taught this like it really needed to be taught, and the Lord started dealing with me. And it, it wasn't because of a hard heart. I just missed a couple things. 
And the Lord said to me, he said, as much as you make a big deal about when someone gets born again, it ought to be that big of a deal when people get water baptized and when people get filled with the Holy Spirit. So let me walk you through some things that, that the Lord dealt with me on. In Matthew, no, 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 in Luke 23, the Lord Jesus is on the cross. He's crucified. Scriptures tell us that there was a criminal, one on his left hand and one on his right hand. The one of them began to hurl insults at Jesus. The other one basically said to him, shut up. We're getting what we rightly deserve, but this, man, this just man doesn't deserve it. And then the man who took up and said that about Jesus, he looked at Jesus and he said, Lord. He said, Lord, right there on the cross. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, he said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Powerful, powerful, powerful. But I used to look at this and I used to think and say, well, the only way you, you get into heaven for sure is you've got to be born again. But I, I kind of downplayed the water baptism. And so when I'm studying this, the Lord said to me, he said, the reason that guy on the cross didn't get water baptized, he couldn't. He didn't have the opportunity. And so the Lord starts moving in my heart and he says, okay, just think of this, and he, and he brought me a picture just like we're up at Covenant Hospital right there. And let's say there's a man or woman up there on their deathbed, and they receive Jesus as Lord of their life, but they can't get water baptized. Does that eliminate them? Not according to what Jesus said. Think about this. We're in the middle of a war, and a soldier's wounded. He's on the verge of dying right there, and he's got another soldier comes up to him and says, you've got to receive Jesus before you die. And right there on the battlefield, he receives Jesus, but he can't get born again. Is he eliminated? No. You know why he's not eliminated? 2 Peter 3, 9 says, God doesn't desire that any should perish. So what I see with Father God his mercy goes to great lengths to make sure people are going to get into heaven. But this is where the Lord dealt with me, right here. And he said, but when you give your heart to Jesus and you can get water baptized, but you choose not to, you never laid that foundational principle. And so because you never laid that foundation principle, the significance of it, remember again, when you go down, it's like you die, you're down. And so again, to a degree, that never happened. And then when you came up at the water, that new life, it never happened. And so have we cheated the things of God that he wants to do? Was it because of ignorance or was it because of covenant of convenience? I don't want to be inconvenienced. Man, you want to be inconvenienced. You want, you want to get water baptized. So and I'm telling you, my prayer time in here has been incredible. I sense God wanting to do incredible things. Now guess what happened tonight? Some of you got some biblical understanding. Some of you got that thought, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. I didn't know that. 
I'm, I'm not throwing darts at anyone, okay? I'm not throwing stones at anybody. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to slap religions or other denominations. I'm not trying to do that. That's not my goal. I got enough trying to take care of me and just doing what God has. I don't worry about other people. I'm not in competition with other people. But it does us no good because only the truth will set us free. And so the purpose of that was number one. And if you've, if you've never been submerged or immersed where you went under, you really need to get water baptized. If you were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, you really need to get water baptized. And so again, you begin to see some of these things that take place. And this is part of the stuff that happened to me a couple years ago. Here's the truth of the matter. There was areas in my life that I, I, I had a hard time getting victory over. And now this is coming out to me. And you know what part of it was? Those elementary principles, if they were laid, I didn't understand what was taking place. So again, it's like you're a first grader and you never get two plus two. If you don't get two plus two, you're not going to be get 63 divided by nine. You're not going to get it because you didn't get this. And so you can't get this without getting this. I hope this is making sense. Once you stand up, oh, Pastor, you're ready to go, aren't you? I tell you. That, that water's back there right now. It's not real warm. There's some of you, man. We might as well do it tonight or I'd get in trouble. But. And so the goal here is this, guys. God wants us to lay on that elementary principle. God wants on that foundational principle of your life. And here's the deal. If you desire to get water back, I, I want you to begin to pray right now. Pray these upcoming days. Say, Lord, woo, when I go under that old man He's dying, and that new man is coming alive, and he's coming up, and something's going to happen. And you know what? I don't believe the Lord's against this, that when Jesus got water baptized, he came up out of the water, and it said the Holy Spirit descended upon him. He got filled with the Holy Spirit, too, and I don't believe God's against that either. Well, there's two of you agree. Why don't we raise our hands to heaven here? Let me pray. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. Woo, we welcome you tonight. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for your word. And Lord, we pray right now that for every boy, girl, man, woman, husband, wife that gets water baptized this Sunday, that Lord, it's going to be a spiritual significance. Lord, we pray the significance of the old man dying and the new man coming up. And Father God, we pray your blessing to move of heaven on this in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said... Amen. Now listen, I, I, I don't clap yet. Pastor got ahead of himself. I have a tendency to do that. The, the only qualifications to getting water baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit that I find out is you've got to be born again. See, if you go back and look at everything I said, he said, Repent and be water baptized and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So the first thing is I, I got to be born again. So again, if, if you're not born again, if you don't know, what do you mean are you born again? Where you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and you repent of those sins. But if you are born again, whoo, you're in. You say, Father God, I'm in, I'm in, I welcome it. And so tonight, here's how I'm going to end. If you're not truly born again or you don't know, man, when we dismiss here, you come down here. The faith closet will wait. We'll stay open or late tonight. That's how big this is, okay? Okay, now let's clap to Jesus.
Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlebeck.com.